Hi, this is JT, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Thought. In our upcoming video, we will examine how the Watchtower Society is literally using legal maneuvers to avoid liability and responsibility as it relates to lawsuits. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Some of you may be familiar with a game that's known as the shell game, where the object is typically you have three shells and underneath one of them is a small object. And the person will move the shells around and your job is to guess where the object is. Well, that's what the Watchtower does. You see, the purpose is to give the illusion that something is in one place when in reality it's in a completely different place. And that's what we're going to see as we look at these legal documents that come from the state of New York in this most recent case that they're working with, which is known as the Heather Steele and the Watchtower case. This is the New York state law that allows victims to come back with cases that are literally decades old. This is the case that everyone saw that was being filed by the Zalkin Law Firm. Well, we're gonna see how the Watchtower literally plays the shell game. And we're gonna examine those documents. So let's take a look. If you've ever wondered why the Watchtower formed the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses, we're gonna show you some documentation and we would like for you to read this on your own as well. And then you can decide why did they really create the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses? So what we're looking at is the legal brief that Zalkin's law firm filed in court. And we're going to pick up around about point 27, because what we're seeing is Zalkin has immediately identified what the basic challenge is. And that is the Watchtower is using this new corporation basically to replace what the Watchtower does. One of the things that he makes a point is, is that in point 27, he makes the point that the service department, and for those of you who are not familiar with the service department, this is the department at Bethel that handles all judicial cases, disfellowshipping, reinstatements, and is where all the records of all actions are taken in cases such as Heather's. From this legal document, we can see that the Zalkin's law firm is claiming that the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses, better known as CCJW, is nothing more than the front company. That's really what it really is being described in this document. He makes the point that in point 28, for example, that the Watchtower has transferred the service department, which handles all judicial cases and cases especially like this, to this new corporation. But they transferred everything over, all the file cabinets, all the staff, all the Xerox machines, it's the same thing. Let me give you an example of how this works in practical terms. The day before the Christian congregation is formed, an elder calls the branch. He's transferred to the service department. He talks to Brother Leroy Johnson. Brother Leroy Johnson pulls up his congregation, creates a file, and discusses whatever the issue that is on the table. The next day, the Christian congregation is formed. A couple of days later, after the Christian congregation has been formed, the same elder calls back. And who does he get on the phone? That's right, you guessed it. He gets Leroy Johnson on the phone again. 
and he pulls up his congregation information and they continue to discuss the matter that they were talking about a few days earlier. But the object remains the same. The service department is just now under a new shell. And that is why in point 29, he said it's nothing more than continuing to operate the service department the way the watchtower was doing. As you look through these different points, 30, 31, 32, you see that he is making the point and driving home under the shell game that all they're doing is moving the shell around. Underneath the shell, regardless of which shell it's under, is still the little object. And the object is, in this case, the service department, the ones that actually handle Mrs. Steele's case, the same group, the same department, the same files, is now in a new corporation called CCJW. He also indicates that this is a result is nothing more than something that's fraudulent. In order to do what? According to point 34, in order to escape the Watchtower's liabilities in this case, not only this case, but any other case. This is what we referred to in the video we did on the $35 million lawsuit. What we talked about, the society setting up these corporations and starting to use them. And this is what we are seeing as Zalkin is bringing out. This is what they're doing. They're using the CCJW as nothing more as a cover. And the reason why he can make that claim is because of the service department. The service department is very important because these are the same people who are handling Heather Steele's case. No difference, no change. But the point that we made, and this is where it comes in, in terms of legality. Anyone will put this on a flow chart, would see how things simply just shifted over one corporation to the next. The question is, will this be able to stand the test in court? And as a result of this brief, the Watchtower had to respond back. And you're going to find it very interesting how the Watchtower respond back to address this issue of the CCJW is nothing more than just a replacement corporation for the Watchtower that was handling Heather's case. Let's take a look at some of the things that the Watchtower now says in their response back to this legal brief. What we're looking at right now is the legal brief that the society used in response to the Zalkins law firm. And right out the gate, the society wants this case to be dismissed by the court. And on what grounds? Well, the grounds are exactly what we talked about, that the Watchtower would be using these new corporations to protect themselves. Under what's called the legal argument, point three, it states, the CCJW is not a proper defendant in this action. So when you read this information, the society makes the claim, we shouldn't even be in this case. The Christian congregation should not even be involved in this case. But they tell the court why. And this is the point that we have been making for as long as we've been looking at these new corporations popping up. Section point A. Under A of the legal argument, it says that the CCJW cannot be liable for acts that occurred prior to its existence. I'll read it again. The CCJW cannot be liable for acts that occurred prior to its existence. 
When you drill down into the legal brief, the society puts it in plain terms. The plaintiff, in this case is Heather, is suing the CCW, which had nothing to do with any of the underlying claims. By the plaintiff's own admission, all alleged acts of abuse occurred before 1982, approximately 18 years before the CCJW was incorporated. There you have it. The Watchtower is going to claim that all of these cases of child abuse that occurred prior to the creation of the Christian congregation, we have nothing to do with it. Our hands are clean. There's nothing that we know about this. We are not involved in this. And as you go through this legal document, you will see page after page of how the society argues this. They go on to make the point that the Christian congregation did not assume any liabilities from the Watchtower. They make the point that the Watchtower and the CCJW, these are not two merged companies. These are not companies that one has been put out of business or the other is the successor. As you read this document, it is absolutely amazing. And basically what the society is saying, look, the Christian congregation was not around when this happened to this person. Therefore, we have no liability. We are not responsible. We are not connected to it in any shape or form or fashion. One of the most interesting things in this legal document is on page seven. And here the Watchtower explains to the court, this is called facts related to CCJW. It says, CCJW has its own assets, liabilities, board of directors, and officers separate from every other entity used by Jehovah's Witnesses anywhere in the United States. And notice this. It continues on page 7. CCJW has its own unique federal tax identification number and its own bank accounts that are separate from those of Watchtower or any other entity. It goes on to say the following. CCJW observes its own corporate formalities maintains its own corporate records, and does not commingle funds with any business entity or use any bank accounts other than its own bank accounts. They even put a little footnote on page 7. The plaintiff alleges that the service department simply merged with the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. The society says the service department is not a defendant in this case and no cause of action are brought against the service department. As a result, the successor liability allegations are limited to Watchtower and Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. As you read through this document, it becomes very obvious that the shell game is in full effect. And we encourage everyone, take a look at the links. We're going to provide the links in this video. Take a look at them and read it for yourself. And then you will be able to answer that question that we asked at the very beginning. What was the real reason the Watchtower formed the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses? This has been JT. Thank you for being in our audience, and we encourage you, take the time to check the references that we provided for you in the description below so that you can do your own research, so that you can see it yourself. 
We want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Critical Thought. We invite you to subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit that bell to get notifications when we upload new content. And leave your comments below because we certainly enjoy hearing your feedback. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.